Today's show, we're identifying the top 10 trade targets prior to the October 31st NFL trade deadline. Kevin Byard, the first big domino to fall yesterday, Tennessee Titan. He's joined by a couple guys on this list. I don't think Rand Carthon and the Tennessee Titans are done making moves here prior to the deadline. This is Renner Ranks, the ultimate NFL ranking show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Renner Ranks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Special shout out to all you everydayers. And again, with this one, it could be your team. Now, I obviously don't have a team that I talk about every single day, but with these 10 trade targets, maybe one of them's from your favorite team or going to your favorite team. Uh, like we saw yesterday with the Tennessee Titans moving Kevin Byer for a fifth and sixth rounder to the Philadelphia Eagles for Terrell Edmonds. I mean, everyone praising Howie Roseman after this is just like, yeah, this is a no-brainer. If you're a team on the brink of a Super Bowl, he's costing them $2.4 million against their cap this year. He is a perennial Pro Bowl type of safety. Now, he's 30 years old and obviously probably like not in the peak of his career by any means. Hasn't had the best season, but that's the Tennessee Titans as a whole haven't had the best season. But what he brings to the table is a one playmaker. The guy's averaged nearly five picks a year over the last six seasons. He has 26 picks over the last six seasons. And one of the best tacklers in the NFL. I mean, Kevin Bayard has not missed a ton of tackles. He is super reliable on the back end. I mean, he is. there's a reason why Tennessee Titans fans love this guy. And when you're willing to move a fan favorite like him, I live here in Nashville. I know a lot of Titans fans. They all love Kevin Bayard. You see a lot of Kevin Bayard jerseys. Safety is not really a position you see a lot of jerseys of. But that's how good this dude is. And he's going to now the Philadelphia Eagles, where that was the weak link on this roster. You know, this past weekend, they were starting Terrell Edmonds and Sidney Brown, you know, a rookie, third rounder. And I like Sidney Brown, but are you going to leave your Super Bowl hopes up to a third round rookie who could make, you know, that game changing mistake on the back end? I don't think so. This is a very shrewd move for only a fifth, sixth rounder for a team that, you know, those fifth, sixth rounders may not even make the roster next year with what this Philadelphia Eagles team has and what they will probably bring back next year. So yeah, I, I gosh, from the, again, for the Eagles perspective, this is no brainer from the Titans perspective, surprised they couldn't get a little more out of them, but obviously uh, with Kevin Byard at that age where just not a lot of people, there's, there's just so few suitors for a guy 30 years old, but he does have, he is signed through 2024. If they want him back, in 2024, going to cost them $14.1 million, but no guaranteed money there. They can cut bait after this year for only a $2.4 million commitment. That is insane. And I'm surprised, again, like I said, no one else is willing to get in on this market. But let's get to the top 10 here. Bayard would have made that top 10 had he not gotten moved. But we'll start with Curtis Samuel, Washington wide receiver. Now, they obviously kind of have this log jam at wide receiver. I mean, they have one of the best wide receiving cores in the NFL right now. Point blank, they're top three of Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel is outstanding. And ideally, you would want to keep that core intact for as long as possible, right? And hopes, hopefully help Sam Howell develop. But I think with this roster where it is, you have some glaring holes along the offensive line. You need some picks. You need to backfill with young talent because you're just not close to, I mean, even just look at the top of their own division in the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. They do not have the talent to compete with those two. So moving a guy like Curtis Samuel, there could be a market for him. You may be surprised to know Curtis Samuel, still only 27 years old. He is a, he's not, this isn't like a veteran, like we'll get to some of the wide receivers that are maybe on the market here later. 
but only 27 years old. You flip on the tape. The guy is still dynamic. I mean, he ran the four threes coming out, can still get down the football field. His cap hit this year would be $10 million prorated over the rest of the season. When you do trade for him, some teams that I like targeting him prior to the deadline, I like the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, they kind of use Quentin Johnson in this role, but they obviously don't trust him enough in this role. I think he'd be great there. The Jacksonville Jaguars, I'd love. They throw Jamal Agnew out there a lot on offense, and he is not a wide receiver. I mean, he's dynamic. He can take jet sweeps. He can do things like that. A good kick returner, but he is not a wide receiver. And Kerr Samuel could fill that role, but also like be able to separate and get open and be where you're supposed to be. Uh, where I worry about that with Jamal Agnew. And I think the Buffalo Bills could sneakily get on this market too because they're a team that's really kind of pushed their chips to the table, can make some sort of plays to try to get as much as you want this season. But I will say, at 27, Washington could could see Samuel, uh, maybe not necessarily as a part of their future plans, but say, hey, he still might get a sizable contract on the open market if we just let him walk and get a compensatory pick back from him. So that could be part of the Washington Commanders plans as well. All right, at number nine, Frankie Louvu, linebacker, Carolina Panthers. Panthers are a team, along with Tennessee Titans, that just feel like they should be in fire sale mode. They, they kind of made their bed with that big trade they made for Bryce Young last year. But they have so little talent around him on the offensive side of the ball that you have to figure out a way now to get talent back on the offensive side of the ball to help your young quarterback out. And one of that could be getting picks back for a linebacker in Frankie Louvu, who... Yeah, he's kind of the lifeblood of that defense. The guy is a tone setter at the second level, a physical presence, only 27 years old. So maybe you would like to resign him. But right now, as it stands, like there's, you would hope that they would resign him already if you're a Panthers fan, if they're going to be part of the long-term plan. So going to hit for agency after this year, I think teams like, again, I mentioned the Buffalo Bills, who have had injuries at linebacker, Matt Milano now out for the season, the Dallas Cowboys, who have had injuries at linebacker. I, I think both could use a guy like Luvu, $4.6 million prorated over the rest of the season is what is left on his deal this year. Tone setter, great blitzer. Adams, one of those defenses, like the Bills have two just undersized linebackers now. The Cowboys really have no one. There's so many injuries they've had second level. I think he would be an excellent addition there. And linebackers, I mean, we saw Roquan Smith moved at the deadline last year. It may not be a position that you think can assimilate quickly into a defense, but I do think with a desperate need at both those teams, I would be knocking on the Panthers' door, seeing what it would take to get that guy off their hands. All right, at number eight, we're going to the Indianapolis Colts and defensive tackle Grover Stewart, a guy who's been quietly one of the best run-defending nose tackles in the NFL over the past handful of years. Now he's 30 years old. He's got $9 million prorated on uh, $9 million salary prorated this year on his contract left. Um, so, not super cheap for anyone trying to get them, but run defense is at a premium for a lot of teams in the NFL right now. Uh, namely, I'm saying I'm looking at Los Angeles Chargers. I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys. First and foremost, those teams could really use a run stuffing nose tackle with how thin they are and how uh, at those respective positions and, and how porous kind of their run defenses have been. So I'm looking at those two teams as could probably being able to get on the mix for a guy like Grover Stewart in the last year of his deal for an Indianapolis Colts team that, you know, with the young quarterback where they kind of are, are probably going to be looking to reset, probably won't be re-signing a guy like Grover Stewart long-term. I also think the Browns and Lions could get in on this mix, would make a lot of sense for a guy like Grover Stewart. The Browns, obviously, just because they're so thin along the defensive line, 
you see it with how much they play their starters, truthfully. Like, they don't want those guys coming off the football field. This would be able to give them a breather. Lines as well just allows you to put Lee McNeil and Grover Stewart there right in the middle of your defense. That really would go a long way towards shoring up the run defense that kind of, uh, you know, made strides from last year, but still not probably to the level they want it to be. All right, at number seven on this list, and I debated whether even putting him on this list because I just don't think he gets moved here at the deadline, is Brian Burns. The Carolina Panthers edge rusher, still super young, 25 years old. He's on his fifth-year option this year, uh, which is $16 million. So prorate that over the last however many games it would be after he gets traded or would get traded. But I just don't think because of, one, the asking price. They reportedly, if you'll think back to last year's deadline, the Panthers reportedly turned down two first-rounders from the Los Angeles Rams which is insanity to me in retrospect, because you're not getting two first rounders for this guy. You're not getting a single first round for this guy, in my opinion, because he's just, he's a designated pass rusher only. He's not a run def He's not a value add in run defense. He's undersized. He's just an undersized edge rusher, not going to fit every scheme, not going to fit every defense. And again, a not guy who's really going to only impact the game as a pass rusher more likely than not. So man, I would be very surprised if he gets moved just because of what the asking price would be. And I just would be very surprised if you're the Carolina Panthers not making him part of your long-term plans. I know it's been rumored that he's been on the block. They want to obviously add that offensive help, but like pass rusher at his age feels like a guy you just want to keep in the fold just as a way of doing business going forward. Like you want to show to your homegrown talent that if you play well, you get reward in this organization. That's like how good organizations operate. Right. So I, I do worry, uh, about this Panthers team. I, like I said, they should be sellers, but it shouldn't be guys who are 25 years old with six to seven years of their career in front of them that should be part of your long-term plans. But I put them at number seven here. We'll get to the top six here in just a second. But first, this today's podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's super easy to create a post on LinkedIn Jobs. You, then you add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedinjobs.com slash NFL. That's linkedinjobs.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Show's also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned DFS platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25x my money this football season. Just like two or more players. Six players gets 25x, two players gets you 2x. It's a, it's exponential. And I always get caught up in the exponential when I get, I pick one more and I'm like, whoa, it went up that much more. Why don't I pick one more here? And then that's how I end up losing. But one day I was actually kind of close. I just needed Jalen Hurts to go over 23 and a half completions, finished 23. That was tough. That was a toughie. Would have been nice if he did. 
but also on Prize Picks, they offer weekly promotions that can lead to bigger payouts, like Talker Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOn for a first deposit match up to $100. That's LockedOnNFL, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL with code LockedOn. All right. Here, on to the top six. We're number six. We're going back to Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry, I think, still has value at, at his age. He's not obviously in his prime, 29 years old, but behind a better offensive line than the Tennessee Titans, I think we would see a better Derrick Henry. Let's keep it real. I mean, flat out would be. His uh, contract right now, $10.5 million of salary, would be prorated to whoever goes out and gets him. On the show last week, Austin Gale mentioned the Baltimore Ravens. I think that makes a lot of sense, uh, obviously, given their injuries in the backfield. Obviously, he's, he's kind of redundant to Gus Edwards, but also he's better than Gus Edwards. But the team that I'm almost like scared to even mention, because if this happened, it just would not be fair. Uh, no one would have a good time the rest of the year because everyone would kind of just know that, hey, the season's going to go a certain way. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. If the Philadelphia Eagles fleece the Tennessee Titans for not only Kevin Byer, which was already like seemingly unfair that they got him for what they did. If they can get Derrick Henry out of Tennessee behind that Philadelphia Eagles offensive line, good freaking luck beating this team. I, I was just flat out like that's the best offensive line in the NFL. They create more space for the running backs than any other team. They've turned DeAndre Swift into an absolute house, but DeAndre Swift ain't Derrick Henry. Even right now, DeAndre Swift Ain't bringing the table what Derrick Henry does. So you give Derrick Henry a nice running start on all his runs to the second level, and no one it just they would be freaking unstoppable. They would be unstoppable. I, I'm like trying my hardest not to curse here because <laughs> uh, because I just like can't can't uh, fathom what that would look like if that actually went down. I think the Dallas Cowboys could use a guy like Derrick Henry as well. Uh, obviously, returned from the ACL. Tony Pollard has not been nearly as effective. Now some of that's maybe losing. Uh, your offense coordinator going for Mike McCarthy's run scheme, but that's, I think the Dallas Cowboys could be in the market for Derrick Henry's services as well. All right, on to number five, where I haven't heard much trade buzz around this guy, but Trent Brown, the Patriots' uh, left tackle, would make a ton of sense for someone to trade for and make a ton of sense for the New England Patriots to move on from. Now, obviously, Bill Belichick's not one to like cut bait, look towards the future. When he does trade guys, it's more of a, in the past, guys you think like Jamie Collins, guys like Chandler Jones. It's been guys who were kind of at the peak of their value. Trent Brown, not necessarily the peak of his value, 30 years old, uh, will be cheap for whoever's getting him. He's only $5 million salary this year that someone would be taking on prorating that. But dude's playing well. That left tackle still. I mean, he's still got it in pass pro. He has a unique sort of, uh, element to his game they throws at opposing defensive ends, which is that he's 370 pounds, man. Like, you don't bull rush this guy. I think the team that intrigues me the most is Cincinnati Bengals for a guy like Trent Brown. Because, again, a team that's semi-all-in, a team that's kind of pushed it to the edge. They got the quarterback who's cheap right now still. You got the roster that's, uh, you know, only going to in the coming years, I think, get harder to build around when the cap hits for some of these guys go up. And you put Orlando Brown on the left side, Trent Brown on the right side, the two largest tackles in the NFL, but actually, excuse me, Dwan Jones in that mix, but the two, it would give you the largest tackle duo in the NFL. 
And obviously it would allow you to kick Jonah Williams inside where they've really struggled. The guards have really struggled there for the Cincinnati Bengals this season and probably replace Cordell Bolson there at left guard. Ah, oh, man, I just, I would love to see that for Cincinnati Bengals. I, th I think that would really sort of change the calculus of that offense. I think the 49ers and the Chargers with their need that right tackle could be in the mix as well um, for a guy like Trent Brown. All right, on to number four, Mike Evans, Tampa Bay Bucks wide receiver. I know Bucks fans would hate this franchise legend, thousand yards every single year of his career. 30 years old now, though. I mean, he still cooked AJ Trail last week, though, on a vertical route. That was, he still got some, he still got it. Like, he's got a kind of game that should age semi gracefully in where he wins because he's just so damn big. Like, he's just such a physical. And when he gets to top speed, he's tough to deal with at that size. And so, a lot of money, though, it would be to take on for somebody $14.5 million. That's prorated over the last year of this deal. So, you know, think of 10 or 11 six seventeenths of 14.5 million it's a good chunk of change taken on but man there are some teams that need another wide receiver in the fold obviously we've talked about the chiefs ad nauseum with their need at wide receiver i think the browns could sneakily use a guy like him now they may not have anyone throwing in the football but they've had donovan people's jones play 87 percent of their offensive snaps this year the dude has 97 receiving yards that's, I mean, just immediately swap that for a Mike Evans. We're talking about a much different Browns offense, even if PJ Walker is still the one under center. Uh, I think the Dallas Cowboys too, that they need to do, we talked about this a lot. They just need to do better than uh, Michael Gallup at wide receiver. He, he's just not separating. He's not winning at the catch point. There's, that can't be one of the focal points of your offense. Uh, and I'll throw the Jacksonville Jaguars in the mix as well in terms of a team that could be in the market for a guy like Mike Evans, just because it's an arms race in the AFC. You got, they really don't have anyone with that kind of skill set, And that was, that was what Lawrence throws to, right? Like that was what Lawrence loved to do coming out of Clemson was the verticals, the back shoulders, the guys on the outside, the big body. And they don't have that right now. You, you know, you have a guy in Christian Kirk and a guy in Calvin Ridley who are kind of both number twos, right? Th those are not, prototypical number one type of wide receivers. So I, I think that's just something that if I'm, you know, you wouldn't have to travel that far to get to Jacksonville from Tampa Bay. I think it's like what, three and a half hours, something like that. Not too bad. It's a thought. It's just a thought, just a thought there, Jacksonville. All right. Number three is Deandre Hopkins. We're staying at wide receiver and you know, a lot of the same things you're going to say about Evans. They're probably different in their usage. Evans is again, more of an outside vertical threat at this point in his career. You almost want Hopkins playing that slot role in an offense. Kind of what I talked about on yesterday's show about those guys who have savvy, who can work the middle of the field, who are reliable with their hands, who can take hits and still make catches through contact, who can move the chains. Those are at a premium now. Those are guys that you want on your roster. Oh, by the way, that's DeAndre Hopkins to a T. Now, at 31 years old, you're not going to get the same vertical threat out of them. But some teams that could use that in their offense are the same teams I kind of just mentioned. But also the sneaky one again here, Philadelphia Eagles. If they're making plays, adding that as your third wide receiver would be just diabolical. You're just diabolical if you're the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's in its contract, very favorable in terms of what you'd be taking on this year. It's honestly almost the same as what Kevin Byard's is $3 million prorated this year. So that's like nothing. Anyone could pretty much anyone in the NFL could fit that under the cap. 
than $12 million next year, which wouldn't be guaranteed. So it's a low risk play for anyone moving for DeAndre Hopkins. I be hard pressed to see him staying in Tennessee, even for his sake, get that man out of here. <laughs> it's just depressing to have to play for the Titans right now. Unfortunately, when you're sellers at the deadline, like they've been, we'll get back to the top two here in just a second. But first this episode, as I said, off the top is brought to you by game time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with last minute killer deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes care of the guesswork. Game time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront. So you know, you're getting a great deal without hidden fees Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. I do know that I bought some Zach Bryan tickets the other day and that with the all-in pricing, it was great to see what it would have been because I know when buying tickets, the fees, like the back-end fees are absurd. So to know what you're getting up front does give you peace of mind. Takes the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNFL, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-NFL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. All right, top two, here it is. And I'll probably just talk about them in unison because they play the same position and they're kind of like, I don't want to say the same guy, but you're getting a very similar player with each one. And it's Daniel Hunter, Minnesota Vikings edge, left defensive end, big power rusher, set an edge in the run game. Rashawn Gary, Green Bay Packers, left defensive end, big power rusher, could set the edge in the run game. Now, a little two different sort of, points of their career. Daniel Hunter, 29 with $21.5 million that you'd have to take on prorated over the course of that deal. It's it's more of a, I'm guessing he would go for a later pick somewhere like a fourth, third. I think I did third in a pick swap was what I said on last week's show. Whereas Gary would probably take more premium to get a guy like that because he's 26. And, you know, that's three years of prime career that you're getting when you buy in Rashawn Gary. And he's looked fantastic this year coming back from the ACL. So if the Packers want to be sellers and the way they're trending, I don't see how you cannot be sellers at this time. Maybe not necessarily not be sellers, but not at least like kick tires about whether getting, especially if Rashawn Gary, if you haven't extended him at this point, if you haven't come to terms and said you're going to be part of our long-term uh, sort of plans when you know i think they should be because i like the combination of him and lucas van ness and what those guys could be with two power rushers off the edge but you know you have to make forward thinking deals with the green bay packers right now with kind of just how far back this roster is taking a step so both those guys think could be available the teams that i would highlight as being in the mix for them to the cleveland browns i think again this is this is it for them if deshaun watson is going to figure it out with the cap situation that they're in, it better be this year. Baltimore Ravens, I think could be buyers. They were buyers at the deadline last year. They always were willing to wheel and deal. I think they could be buyers for guys like that. Kansas City Chiefs. Now, maybe cap situation not quite as flexible there, but that's how they want to operate defensively is with guys like Sean Gary, Daniel Hunter. 
and then maybe the San Francisco 49ers. They could get in the mix as well. But those are the top two edge rushers, uh, two edge rushers that are still kind of like impact players. Uh, there's your top 10 trade candidates to move before the deadline. How many of them do get moved? I, I think the top two are probably a pipe dream. Most realistic ones I see on this list. I do think Derrick Henry makes a lot of sense to get moved. I do think that uh, Curtis Samuel makes a lot of sense to get moved for the Washington Commanders. Outside of that, I don't know. Trades are always hard to predict. We usually... Uh, trade deadlines usually are far more hyped up than they turn out to be. But we already saw a big shoe drop in the Kevin Byer trade. Maybe we'll see some more in the coming days. All right, on tomorrow's show of Renner Ranks, we have Marcus Whitman on the show, that franchise guy on YouTube. He does a lot of, obviously, with what he does in Madden, but just a lot of it uh, in general in terms of team building. So with that in mind, we're going to rank, prior to the deadline, a very... Fittingly, we're going to rank the top five GMs in the NFL right now. That's all for today, though. Looking forward to tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to Renner Ranks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.